Toy Story trilogy is no longer my favorite animated trilogy of all time. I can officially say that now. Cue the music. Hey everybody, welcome to Gone with the Wind, the Oscar slash award podcast show where we talk all about the award shows that are happening this year, years prior, years in the future because we are psychic just like that. Join with me today, we have Abe. Hi, hello, good morning, how are you? It's another morning or the, or the afternoon or night for some people if you come 7 p.m. at night. Weird things. Hi, how are you doing? I'm just waiting to see how long you drag that out. And if I don't see you again... Good afternoon. Good night. Okay, going on. And Ryan, a little sleepy today. What's up? It's, you know, 5.30 out here, so it's a little earlier, I guess. Oh, I don't, sleep doesn't sound too bad for me right now. And M- Malcolm. Greetings. I finally watched something. All will be revealed later on. <laughs> I love the greetings intro. Greetings, humans. I am Malcolm. <laughs> Um, yeah, today we, this is our second, uh, episode of our second season that are, that is finally reaching the earwaves. And again, we are officially on Spotify, um, uh, uh, Breaker, uh, Anchor. I had a list in my head, some other ones as well too, but not Apple podcast Stitcher. Yes. Thank you. Stitcher, but not Apple podcast yet because they hate us. Get out, get your, get your life together, Apple Podcasts. We are currently on all those things, including here on YouTube, or if you're watching on Spotify, over there on YouTube. So listen to us there wherever you feel like is the best way to get your podcast, wherever you consolidate them. Listen to us right there. Um, I am excited to come back again. This is a slower news week because we're right in the middle of the summer. It's blockbuster season galore. So you got box office numbers here. You got disappointment, rotten tomato scores over there. And we are ready to talk about Oscars in the middle of summer because, actually, no. Hey, we're recording on the first day of summer? Or yesterday, the first day of summer? Yesterday, yesterday the 21st. Okay, there we go. This is why I have more people on me to keep me honest and correct me. But before we begin and jump into the, some of the trailers we had, I want to go to go ahead and talk about some of the stuff we have watched and seen. And don't. Let, and I'm going to break the rule. It's not going to be movies. We want to know what you guys have been doing in general. So within this past two weeks... Um, Ryan, tell me a little bit more about what you have watched and kind of more about if it's movies or, you know, TV, feel free to go ahead and talk about either. Um, in the past couple weeks, I've been trying to get out of the house more. <laughs> it's the best so, of all time. I've been spending a lot of time playing golf, which is not exactly watching movies. Um, but that said, I did see, um, I believe between the time we last recorded and now, I saw Dark Phoenix, which was terrible. I saw Late Night, which was pretty good. And I saw Toy Story 3, which we'll talk a little bit more about later. You mean 4? 4. That's what I meant. But, you know, sometimes you just want to think things don't exist. So Yeah, well, that's a little sneak peek. <laughs> um, I, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Full disclosure, life's got busy these past weekend because we were recording on the weekend it coming out. I'm going to see it hopefully on Monday. Uh, Abe, what have you seen this weekend or this past week? Well, as Ryan, I've watched Dark Phoenix, uh, Many Black International. Oh, yeah. And I've seen Toy Story 4. And guess what? Two of them are really bad. 
and I like one of those. <laughs> That's not really bad. I'd be, I'd be <laughs> surprised if. Well, we'll find out. Malcolm, what did you see? Well, I have not seen Toy Story Four. It's not even out in New Zealand. Which is <laughs> crazy. Um, uh, that quite often the kids movies they um try to line up the school holidays. I think it's this week that it starts. So I don't know. But um, what I have seen is I've only seen one movie in, in a theater, in, um, which is I also saw Dark Phoenix. I actually didn't think it was as bad as people were saying. Ooh. It's still it's still not great, but it's not as bad as people were saying. Um, I've also seen on Netflix. I've seen the new Adam Sandler movie Murder Mystery, mm. which was billed as a comedy, which isn't funny, but it was still a good movie. If, 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 if regardless so that surprised me okay um, i also i also saw another movie on, um, called i am mother so which is another really interesting science fiction movie which i totally recommend people try to see that is on I my great things about that movie yeah same yeah i am mother uh, i'm i'm gonna get it um, well if i get a chance to see it i'll see it what was that ryan although on the subject of netflix movies i watched about three quarters of a movie, I think it was called Wine Country. Oh, the uh, Andy Polder uh, one. A, yes, one? my God, one of the worst. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Through and watched most of. In Wait, a while. what is this? It's an Amy Poehler comedy. It's got like Tina Fey in it. It's got uh, who's your face? Um, Paul Thomas Anderson's wife. Um, Maya Rudolph. No, I yes. Yeah, oh, that is right. Okay. Yes. Um, and a whole bunch of like other kind of that age female comedian, and oh boy, uh, boy, oh, is it not good? Is it rough? <laughs> yes, oh, it's well, like I... every bad like middle aged woman trope <laughs> came into a movie together. <laughs> so it's nothing you you'd recommend to go out people to see. No. <laughs> okay. Note taken. Uh, I <laughs> haven't gotten to watch too much because we've been doing some uh, uh, spring cleaning around my entire house. Um, plus, also, this past week, I when, I when I said I wanted to cheat instead of talking about movies specifically, I wanted to bring up TV because I basically just binged the first two seasons, the only seasons available of Westworld this week. And, um, <laughs> God, those are that's fantastic. Albeit confusing and convoluted sometimes. TV. I mean, wow. I'm I'm thinking about it to this point, even though I finished it today. I'm still thinking about it, and I'm going to continually think about it for a while now because I'm that while the characters are not as engaging, the story makes up for it by making me just kind of want to dissect it. It's very um, lore and uh, story based, and I am all for that because it makes my mind hurts me. It put me in an existential crisis in a way, in some aspects, and because you know. Making movies and make TV TV shows and movies making you think is a good thing. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for uh, season three next year. You guys have you guys watched uh, Westworld? No. Yep. Not even a single frame of it. it. I would recommend it. It's very very good. Something needed to fill the GT uh, the GOT uh, Game of Thrones hole. This the didn't, but it did something completely different. What was that, Ryan? The development of the one guy. In season two, I don't want to exactly say what is going on with that, but I thought that that was one of the one of the more brilliant 
things in science fiction uh, media. As, are, we ta- are we talking about well. the the the, uh, the man in black or mm, no. no the guy? You're being very cryptic. Yeah. Here. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah. I mean, there. I'm trying. I'm trying to recall now. There are a couple of guys, and I'm now well. Oh, where they're down in that secluded place. Yeah. Okay. Nope. I get you. No. The there are some there's some brilliant science fiction filmmaking here with amazing Mm -hmm. ideas and concepts that some that hit most of the time. Some of the times they they what's the word I'm looking for? They get to this place in the narrative where they didn't it doesn't feel earned or that they try to go for the shock value specifically Mm -hmm. the very end of season two. Uh, which I was like, mm, okay, I'll buy it, I'll buy and some it. other aspects. But overall, I'm I'm still invested. I really enjoy what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, I, man, Ed Harris, Ed Harris is a great man. He is. He is, fan- and Evan Rachel Wood also. I have not seen anything else until this, and I was very impressed. Yeah. Um. um by the next time we record, we'll have another TV show that'll be out that we may want to talk about. I wonder what that could be. We're all gonna watch Stranger Things, right? No. No. What? No. I watched the first, well, the first season and one episode of Sex and Season Two. You haven't gone to the bad episode of Season of Season Two yet. That's what I watched. Oh, oh you know, man! HBO, I watched the first two episodes of Big Little Life. Oh, I need to watch that. And they're uh, pretty good. I, I think they're great. I haven't gone to the third one because I because I've been watching the Toy Story movies. But mm-hmm. like, I just think like the acting in those films and the director and the direction and everything—it's just great, fantastic. This color. might just this might just totally fart. Oh, like a real dud here, but Uh-oh. like. Did any of us watch Chernobyl? Because I've no. only heard spectacular things, but okay. I haven't gotten around to watching. I, I I was going okay. Fun story, fun not fun story. This is not fun anyway whatsoever. But I was going to watch Chernobyl. I literally was about to push play, and then hearing from all these amazing reviews, I'm like I'm gonna be so excited. I'm like I'm not in the mood to be this depressed. So <laughs> I decided to turn on Westworld, and instead I just got you know philosophical. S- yeah, I was I like, well, how much more happy Westworld? It's it is it's 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 a it's a little it's because it's not real in some aspects. So I was like, you know what? There's a fantasy aspect to this that I can kind of flick away, and then I got sucked down the rabbit hole, and I was like, you know what? I'm already here. Might as well finish the entire series so far. So Chernobyl's Fair. next on my list. It is next on my list to watch. It's only five episodes, if I'm not mistaken. So you can like, yes, put it down yeah. like in the afternoon. Very bingeable. It's a, it's a very bingeable uh, OJ made in America. Let's get, watch this in a certain amount of hour period. Um, but yeah. Oh, and ta- and uh, Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton or Tandy Newton? Tandy. Tandy Newton. Favorite part. Favorite part besides Ed Harris of the series. Only character I truly, truly care about. Actually, scratch that. The character I truly cared about throughout the entire series. So. Yeah. So shockingly, because I didn't expect that to be the case. Um, because I don't see her in a lot of in a lot of things outside of Mission Impossible Two and Solo. Um, hey, hey. <laughs> well, I, I said uh, for Mission Impossible Two, Solo. I uh, it's hey, it's just, hey. Whoa, you like Mission Impossible Two? Wait a minute. 
Yeah. What? The, 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 the John Woo pigeons? What are you talking about? So much fun. Longer discussion. Lots of longer discussion for another day. Okay. Uh, but yeah. yeah, and then I also saw um Booksmart, which I'm gonna say it's not great. the best film, but it's fantastic. It is such a great time during that entire time with Molly and Amy. Um, I believe that's those are their names. Um mm-hmm. the, uh, the, I was having such a blast this entire time. Clever writing, those characters are really great. Nothing revolutionary in terms of coming of age stories and teen rom coms, but if we're talking about something that's more highbrow and something that's really endearing, it's up there and it's one of my favorites of this year. It's not like you know, the next stand by me, but it's great. Yeah, I definitely um, plan on seeing that once it gets released in New Zealand. If it does, you guys sure you're getting uh, it? It, it, it? It comes out July the eleventh. Oh, good for New Zealand. I, I, I've, already, I've already looked it up. Awesome. All right. Uh, anything else you guys have seen before we move on? Nope. No? Cool. All right. Uh, announcements. We've had a couple of pictures released before we get to the trailers, guys. We've had a couple of pictures released for upcoming movies of this year and the following year. One of those is particular. I got way too excited before we started recording because Abe reminded it, reminded me about it. Little Women, guys, is getting a remake this year with Saoirse Ronan, Emma Watson, and uh, uh, Timothy Chalamet. There's a couple of other famous people in there. Oh, Laura Dern. That's who I was forgetting. Meryl Streep. And, and, and the Meryl Streep herself, because I was about to say, wait a minute. She's also in this. <laughs> she's she's an unknown actress. Oh, wait. Just, you know, <laughs> guys haven't heard of her. She was nominated for an Oscar for a little bit ago for The Post. Um came out of nowhere this is a movie i am super super excited about not because greta gerwig who i love greta gerwig and Lady Bird, but this is just a i'm a huge fan of louisa may alcott uh particularly for little men which is one of my favorite books of all time i am pumped for this i'm ready to see what's happened i'm a big fan of the 1995 version with weona Ryder. uh this is something i'm looking forward to the pictures look great they look believable i was as excited about it now I am on board. I am like, I shouldn't be this excited, but here I am. I'm this excited. What do you all think? Am I too excited? Um, no, I mean, like when I heard this, pro, uh, pro, when I've heard about this project, when it, uh, when it was first announced, I, I was so excited. But just from the cast alone, it's such a great cast. And um, I, I, I'm the opposite. I loved the Little Woman book more than I loved Little Men. So, mm. uh, it's good. So book. This is, it is. Um, this is one that I'm looking forward to, and um, I can't wait to see it. Awesome. What do you guys think? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard to really say much about photos. Like they, they, yeah. they fine. I'm <laughs> sure that. Like, look, this movie is going to be interesting, and it's got a, it's got a stellar cast and stellar creative team behind it. So. One can only hope that it will be great, which I do. Yeah. And these photos didn't make it look bad. So that's yeah. about all you can do for me, for my needle. It's like you can either make it look like it's going to be terrible or you can be like, OK, we're we're going in the right direction. Amen to that. Abe. I don't think I can add anything else other than Alexandra Desplay is, uh, is composing the music for this yes. film. So that gets me excited. Of course, he makes great work as always. He has an Oscar to prove it. Uh, wait, doesn't he have two Oscars to prove it? 
He has two, Shape of Water and the Grand Budapest Hotel. Ah, oh, Grand Budapest. That's a good score. Underrated score. Uh, and then also, speaking of pictures, we also had another picture released for a movie coming out not this year, but next year. So keep an eye out that for Oscars. But we want to talk about it because it got Twitter, film Twitter, a buzz. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is West Side Story. Steven Spielberg's adaptation of West Side Story. Now, I'm going to let someone else take the floor on this one. Uh, Abe, tell me a little bit more about your feelings regarding this poster, poster, excuse me, this picture of West Side Story. You know, there's this meme that went around film Twitter, <laughs> which is show a picture of, uh, I don't know if you guys use Photoshop and the saturation panel where they used to put down the saturation of the film. Like, doesn't tell me anything other than what's the name of the guy that's sitting it? Ansel Elgort is in it. I yeah. don't, why, why will you base it in the 50s? Like, just redo the whole movie again? <laughs> like, that's what's going to happen. They're going to remake this entire movie. Well, probably they're going to add something else with Spielberg's eye, which whatever we want to say, he's probably one of the best of all time. But, like, why? Like, or at least set it in a different part of the world well, mm -hmm. of the United States or like different gangs like I don't know mm -hmm. <laughs> different <laughs> gangs <laughs> the yeah, plane versus the big fish I, mean... know, I, I, I saw I saw these tweetable Latino gangs and black gangs like like said it in that side I don't know I don't remember um, who did it and which I think it was more interesting like said it in the present time but well like with those kind of gangs which are more represented. I don't know if people will take it good because it will fall like in the stereotype, but like at least it will it will be different. No, well, first off, before I move on, I'll let's let you guys know that you, if the Disney anime, if the Disney remake, live action remakes taught us anything, is that you don't want to change something that's really ingrained if you know you have an audience behind it, and this is has a big audience behind it. Um, Ryan. Um. When this was announced, I said, I don't really know what Steven Spielberg's interest is in this project, because like it seems like his career has it sort of has a theme, especially more recently. And I think that it's. It's a very curious choice for him, so I'm wondering why he wants to do this, but in any case, it'll be well directed, it'll be like he hasn't made a kind of a duff movie in quite a while. It's been sort of like while I've liked a couple quite a bit, but most of his movies have been just pretty, you know, quick up the middle, like this movie's fine movies. And that's sort of what I expect from West side story. Um, I, again, I just, I'm really curious to figure out what exactly it is that has made him so possessed with doing this project. Uh, Malcolm. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really excited for um Westside Story because um, but from what I've heard from when it was being announced, like Steven Spielberg really loves this musical and um, and it, it can tell just on the pictures to see how authentic he is wants to do it. And I mean, there's like there's not a problem with um with having it set in the same time period. I mean. 
like if something's broke, you don't want to fix. You don't want to fix it or try and change it because that can have negative impacts to different people. So if you want to do it, then do it. Then make sure you're doing it right. Has not trying to and ch- reinvent the wheel. Uh, it's, this is, all this again goes back to the idea of my issue with Disney live action remakes. The idea of it's if it's don't if it's not broke, don't fix it. I understand that because you know if it's already a money maker and it's already has a, an ingrained fan base, why try to alienate that fan base when you know you have a good product? This just not doesn't as excite me as much as I wanted it to because. While the cinematography will look a lot more cleaner, the acting might look be better, direction, it might just be an overall, you know, more well-constructed film. I've seen Romeo and Juliet done multiple times, but now I'm going I'm to see it done again, but this time it's happening with Wet Side Story again. So you're basically getting a two-in-one two remake. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited because it's Spielberg, and I will see anything Spielberg does because he's Spielberg. He's kind of earned the, the right to just kind of make whatever he wants at this point. And, uh, and then, you know, yeah, because, but I'm optimistic because what have we got to lose at this point? Um, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think part of the reason he probably chose to do Resource is, um, is over the last few years, he's been blockbuster after blockbuster. So maybe he wants to take a break and sort of go do something on a, on, a lower scale and not go for a big blockbuster again. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's actually going to add some more gets, hopefully get a screenwriter there who will help him add more. Do we know who's writing the story? Actually? Has that been announced? No. Who's writing the screenplay? The team would be Kramer, Kramer, something like that. Uh, I just look it up. Let's uh, find uh, out because honestly they could beef up, uh, the main characters a lot more uh, because that was probably the weakest point of the film is Screenplay kind of by Tony Tony yeah. Oh, well, hmm. Hey, you know, I love Lincoln to death. I am, I am all for this. I did not know that. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see exactly what, uh, it looks like Egon. He looks like what? Like Egon from Ghostbusters. <laughs> he does look at him. Well, I don't know what but... I know I'm looking at the picture now. See no one no one can if you're showing this to the camera, no one can see them, so we're gonna have to imagine. Um just imagine what it looks like what he looks like. Um but yeah, West Side Story, I'm excited. We're gonna see what happens. All right. I mean he's got a very like short but distinguished uh film career yeah well i mean you literally um winning and is it didn't he did he, he didn't win the oscar did he he did no he did not he got nominated for well, the adapted screenplay he didn't uh, win yes no, what won it. that year in 2012 in 2012 like that was a argo really yeah <sighs> argo fuck yourself because you know. that that line alone deserves that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like that, that clearly deserves an Oscar. Uh, Especially when John Goodman delivers it. 
and El Narki at the end? Yes, because I'm those... being very sarcastic. Abe. He's. That's <laughs> 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 what I was picking up too. I was about to say. I think he's being sarcastic. Whoa! I'm not. Maybe Yay, sarcasm. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Listen, I like Argo just like much of the next guy. The editing, sure, give that the Oscar. Screenplay, come on, come on. It's fine. All right, moving on along to uh, we're going making great time. Uh, Ad Astra is a movie trailer that finally came out after being delayed for a couple of months until August or September, I believe. The trailer. Thank you. Thank you, Abe. The trailer finally came out, and I was underwhelmed. Um, it looks fine. It's like Interstellar meets First Man meets Gravity. So basically, this it's, it's like space, but more space with Brad Pitt. So, <laughs> am I wrong? Am I wrong to not get hyped about this, guys? That that should be the tagline. What this? It's space, but more space with Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I heard lots of people say good things about this movie, so I was expecting that the trailer to look interesting. It looks, I mean, I'm with you. It looks yeah. fine. It's a space move, Red Pit. I mean, yeah, looks pretty. I don't know. I got when it had then when it had the. Uh, if you guys look at the poster, it's literally the poster of Gravity, except they have the name Brad Pitt on top, and it's just like a little squiggly line going through the um, uh, the character. I'll I'll put it insert it here in the YouTube one so you guys can see. Uh, but it's it's kind of hilarious. Uh, what do you guys think? I I was I thought it was a good trailer. Like I'm interested. Like I think that this is a there's some interesting things going on in the sci-fi world in 2019. And like, granted, I haven't seen I Am Mother yet, but from the sounds of it, it sounds like another one on top of High Life, which is another movie I haven't seen, but is waiting in my queue now that it's available. Um, mm -hmm. I think that there's there's some interesting things to be happening. This movie's been bounced kind of around a bit by the studio. So I'm curious what that's about. Um, but I think that it, I, I thought it looked good. I I find Brad Pitt to be a very interesting actor, so I'm curious how that's going to go. Um, like, I don't know. It could be a big dud, like a Passengers, or I could be a win of sorts, and I'm mm -hmm. hoping it's the latter, because it does look it'll interesting. Be, it'll be, yeah, the other one is um, there could be a big twist, which is why they don't want to spoil a lot of plot points in the trailers, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, they gave they gave they gave they gave us just enough to whet our appetites. Uh, I'm just kind of looking for a little bit more. I don't I don't know what I was expecting, but uh, after I don't know the first man, um, I don't know. It got it, it was kind of like a sci-fi. I don't know. I was getting first man vibes. I don't know why, but I guess that's just because I saw him in a suit. And I'm like, oh yeah, first man. Abe, hey, what do you think? I mean, this is sort of girly space entry as a Martian gravity. Interstellar, what else? First Man, and I don't think there was in 2016, 2017. But like, I, I actually think it looks good. I think it was pushed because they like once once upon a time in Hollywood it comes out. I think they're gonna like they're gonna like they're gonna create a demand for Brad Pitt movies after that because mm. after can like getting more more buzz and the capital. So that's probably why they move it. 
him because they they didn't think like it could survive in the summer, which actually it may have coping with the summer we're having at the box of it is gonna pull and be like uh, out of out of left field uh, hit. But uh, I think it, I, I think it has potential. But like it's September when it's being released, which is like uh, it may be like in the middle. Like it may get like visual effects or maybe even screenplay. Like it's better than or, March. <laughs> Oh, it was coming out in March. Yeah, we're originally we're, March was the original title. I'm oh, sorry, May. Excuse oh, me, May. Yeah, well, oh yeah, it's better than May because like they wouldn't. Yeah, I they mean, they probably it. moved it because of Endgame. I, I hope that was part of the reason. No, also it was it was supposed to be released like a week before uh, Dark Phoenix, which is actually 20th Century Fox, and Dark Phoenix was put like I don't remember when. Mm. So it's probably more of a schedule thing than. Like the studio uh, cannibalizing each other's films, but I think it has potential. Uh, James Gray is a great director, so yeah, I like his last film. Also, we have Hoyt van Hoytma. Uh, oh, sorry, Hoyt van Hoytma is doing the uh, cinematography, and he is also brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, literally, uh, her Dunkirk, Interstellar. What else did he do? Um, those are. I think those are his three big ones, right? I cannot, hey, I hasn't he done it. all of Nolan's movies recently? I I would. I, th- I think at everything least since Who's His Face went on his own voyage. Uh, and then he made that wonderful. Uh, what was it? Trans trans transcendent, uh, whatever it was. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Big oof. Um. All right. And then also we had Frozen Two, the second trailer. Sorry, no, the official trailer. Which longer than the teaser trailer. Go figure. I am on board. I am fully on board. I'll explain I'll have my thoughts later, but Malcolm, are you on board for Frozen 2? Um I didn't think I was, but I am. It this is going looking really dark. Um mm-hmm. it, 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 because I mean like it's the think of a lot of the story which I like, um, because like there's a few little tidbits like uh, we used to think her powers were too much, but now we hope they're just enough. So it's kind of hinting that there's a bigger villain out there that's bigger than sort of Elsa, and it's going to be interesting to sort of see what that means. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I'm I'm excited to get a little bit more of the backstory because they could have ended it there, but they're kind of going a little deeper, and I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, Ryan? Um, it's looks well animated <laughs> I, oh like I, I don't know what i don't know what to say for this like it's you know it i don't i don't know where you go with a frozen two to be honest like we've we've accomplished everything you needed to accomplish in frozen and like the reason why frozen was successful was not about the mythology of her magic but about the fact that it had like one of the better musical soundtracks in quite a while, um, including a song that went. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll dispute that, but go ahead. Well, you can dispute that all you like. I shall. Go ahead. <laughs> it's successful. In any event, um, you know, like, I, I just, 
I don't know. Like the we again we achieved the point. The point was mm. about this like love between these sisters, and then recapturing that and like her yeah. succeeding in that way and like overcoming these you know manipulative creeps. And yeah. it, I just I just don't know where you're going. And like they they focus on Elsa and they focus on these like very dark scenes like where she's going into the ocean. She's jumping off ice. She's looking like a badass using her like frozen magic. And then it's like, OK, but then like later you see this very brief clip of like Olaf and them like sliding down this like slide thing. I'm like Olaf doesn't fit the the vibe of these trailers. <laughs> So what like where are you gonna go with this? Like you need to, I don't know. It, it no, looks very mixed yeah. up. I mean, in saying that, um, I didn't think we needed the second Shrek movie or second Toy Story after the first ones of those either. So. We didn't. <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Wow! Okay. Uh, hot take. Hot take. No, okay. I don't. I don't disagree with you. Uh, on the idea of the success of the Frozen soundtrack. That was massive and absolutely everywhere. I just hate Fixer Upper. I hate it with a passion so much. Yeah, it's um, one song. True. But I'm not as... Uh, Let It Go is, is is really good. I guess more they got overplayed to the point to where... I fro Frozen was never my cup of tea. I saw it and I was like, this is good. But I never fell in love with it like most other people did. So seeing Frozen 2 and seeing where I thought I was like, oh boy, here we go, Frozen 2. Seeing this, it got me interested because this is not what I expected. It broke the expectation that I have of what Frozen was. And it kind of made me interested in what it could be and what they're trying to do. Because, yes, while Olaf and the trolls are going to look really weird with the tone they're going for, the mythology they're going to be expanding on is going to be really weird. The mythology they're expanding on, I'm excited to see how they're going to roll with the punches. Because this could be, and hear me out, the Disney Cinematic Universe. They're going to go to Arendelle. They're going to meet Rapunzel. And after that, they're going to find Ariel and their, and their parents that have fallen in the ocean. That's what happened, guys. They're going to find Ariel. It's going to be amazing. Um, and then they're going to go to Congo and see Tarzan. Yes, that's the theory, and <laughs> I'm rolling with it. I mean, no. when Disney does that, it's a sign that they've like lost all. Like, yes. They, they've lost everything. Yes. I mean, or it's Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> or it's Wreck-It Ralph. And it's a game. Uh, Abe, what do you think? You know, this... This campaign is reminding me of the Cars 3 campaign, which shows these really dark things. Oh, yeah. Like, I never <laughs> seen, like... I was excited! <laughs> yeah, and then we got a terrible movie, in my opinion. Oh, it was fine. Sounds bad as yeah, two. I think it was good. I mean, yeah, but it was bad as two. Uh, That's not like, saying much. <laughs> you know, I'm excited for this because I watched Toy Story 3, and whatever you think about the movie, if you like it or not, or whatever. This, Disney is the best studio in animation right now. Like, what they put in an like, they put the money. These movies cost like 200 million. If you compare it to like the Illumination movies, which of course it's not the same brand, it's a newer one. Those cost 80 million. So you, you can see that the money is in there. Also, they probably earned like, I don't know, $10 billion in, with everything, with advert, with merchandise and everything. It was big for merchandising only reasons. But I hope like they can find a good story to tell. I think their goal, their my prediction is like, he's gonna find someone that controls fire and 
air, like full avatar. That's I was about to say, getting full last yeah, airbender. That's, yeah, that's like, they're going in a journey. And if you see like when they're like in the fall land, you can see like, oh, this is reminiscent of mm-hmm. fire or stuff like that. So that's probably going to be the story. And that's why they're not showing us anything. And like a month before that, you're going to start getting big merchandise where you're going to see the new four characters, three characters that control something. And and I bet you one of them is going to be bad. One of them. They're going to, yeah. They're going gonna to, get own, a sp- uh, like, we're going to get a spinoff? Superhero. No, I don't think. Okay. Probably a Disney Plus series. Oh, there you go. Um, that is Frozen 2. Some of us are excited. Uh, some of us are hesitant, and some of us are just kind of like, I have no idea what they're going to do, but you know what? Let's just see and be indifferent about it. Um, I don't know who that person is. I'm just saying there could be someone out there. It'll mean, uh, it'll be maybe if you if you don't like um, if you don't like Frozen, you can just let it go. <laughs> you know something else. Although, I know. Oh. although wow. and this may dovetail into into a discussion we uh, at least a couple of us will have quickly. Um, well, you know what? Go ahead. Toy Story Four. Yeah. I have not seen it. Me and Malcolm have not seen it just yet. So, a quick non-spoiler review. Abe and Ryan. Ryan, state your state your case to the court. Well, I want to I want to state a quick thing first because my thesis about this year in animation, and like I don't know, I actually don't know what's coming, but when you look at it, like other than How to Train Your Dragon Three, which I think largely like. It, it hit the points it needed to hit. I think that I, I I'm concerned that this year's awards category for best animated feature is gonna be like a lot of kind of blah nothing, but like it it's just like all of the obligated picks because mm. there isn't anything that's like adequate to actually be long in the category. Which brings me to Toy Story Four. Um which is a gorgeously animated film. It has some moments that are real tearjerkers and actually achieve that. It has some like actual genuine horror, which is good and interesting in the children's oh. movie. Um, but it, I don't know. I st- Manning was right in when we were discussing this earlier, but my premise is that I don't exactly know what, this movie is about or for and like i know what happens obviously but like i don't know why we needed this piece of the puzzle and i'm more regretting that they made another one of this now than i had been before this movie even came out and when i started to hear all the good buzz i was like okay well maybe there's something something to do here but really just everything felt so noteless it felt so untrue to the series and again this isn't a bad movie it's just one that that left me feeling like i don't i don't know what this is for um and for me like the odds of the toy story series are the good movies and the evens are the like less good movies and uh it's kind of doing an opposite star trek thing and I, I hope that they're done. I don't know what a Toy Story five would possibly look like after what the happens in this movie. But in any case, I'm the contrarian on this. Um, Abe, I'm sure that I you may speak with 
the vast majority of people. <laughs> I felt like that when when I came out of the theater, like similar, like okay, you did that, and then this happens, and I don't know if I liked it. But like I've I've been thinking about it since, and this why I like movies that make me think about them about when I left. And this like it took me time to settle down. I I don't I don't think it's as good as one, two, or three. Honestly, I think it does not like even touches what I still is a really good film. I think it's because I want to talk with it with spoilers, and I don't think I can discuss it with them because there's yeah. th- there's choices that like okay, I don't think this is spoiler, but like. This is more of a Woody movie than the entire ensemble. Not a spoiler. Don't worry. I've seen that plenty of times. Uh, Yeah, like it's more of a Woody movie. And you don't spend as much time with with Rex, with Potato Head, which some recalls is the piece. With Buzz. But let's. Yeah. I mean, Buzz has a gag through the movie, (laughs) which is the second funniest thing in the movie because the two characters played by Jordan Peele and Keenan Michael Key. They're the best part, like underused. I, I want to, but yes. Yeah, but like you, you. I want to watch it again because, like, I felt I, I lost so many jokes because I was laughing so hard the whole time. But like, it's, it, it just felt like you know what it feels like. Like it was a short, like they wanted to make, but they felt yeah. they say like, oh, let's do this uh, entire film because it moves really quickly. The story is like straightforward, but at the I really liked it, but like I didn't feel like the same thing I felt for three. Like it's like people saying like this is a perfect ending to the uh, to the story of Woody and Boss and everything. I don't think it's that. Like I think three was all said and done. And also it kind of contradicts something that happens in three, which I don't want to say because it's also a spoiler. But like yeah. it, and that 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 kind of, that made me like when I think about it, like I get a little mad because like I start liking it less. Then I remember some stuff I like, so it's like unbalanced. At the end, I I actually really enjoy it. I I want to watch it again. I'm actually gonna take my my niece and nephew to watch like next week. So probably I'm gonna have like deeper and well, not deeper, but sharper thoughts on it because I just watched it yesterday. And you're right. You know, this is a conversation that I think at some point the four of us will all need to have. Um, because like, look, we all know inevitably this is being nominated for best animated feature. And oh yeah frankly it's probably going to win like just the odds of that are you know are what they are and yeah it's uh, there's a lot to talk about here it's a it it is a beautifully animated movie like i can't i can't like toy story 3 is gorgeous in and of itself but toy story i feel is like the franchise where you've seen the steepest gains in terms of its animation quality over time 100 um, there's a lot of like use of water and lights in this movie that are just very well shot and very well constructed um and you know so i think that this is i i don't think it's meritless under any circumstance i just don't think it is a movie that we needed and i think that you know if you look at next year's schedule where we get two uh, totally original takes. Um, one of which one of my friends worked on and I'm very excited. for. Oh, um, but uh, yeah. bring it on. <laughs> uh, I, I think that, I think that that'll, that'll be a better direction for Pixar than, 
than this one because I don't think that this really hit the mark that they needed to. Um, I mean, it's and one thing I did. Is it? Okay, interesting. Oh, with um, 20 million bucks. Uh, one thing, though, I was really angry about this. And I'm curious to hear all of your guys' takes. There's no short. There's no there short. No. no well, that's a first. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I, I didn't care, but like, my friends were mad at that. Like, where's the short? Like, when we came out, where's the short? I was hoping for short. <laughs> Their well, shorts are usually like, like some of the best parts. Made, Pixar has made 20 movies and they put a short in front of all of them. And now they're just like, man. Huh. Maybe they're like, you know what? We're, we don't need one. You don't wish for socks the frozen adventure? Like it's uh, longer, like Tony Menace in front of Coco. Like they took it out a weekend in Mexico because people were hating that shit. <laughs> Yeah, I, that, that I was garbage, but that's that's one out of. I mean, eight. it could be a case of the fact they've got two uh, movies coming out next year. I think yeah, they probably didn't have enough um, animators to sort of crank out a quick short as well. So yeah, that was the that was the rationale that was posited by the studio. But like at the end of the day, like. You're Disney. You can throw a little bit of money at a short. Like the the shorts are largely experimental pieces, anyways, and they bring a lot of like you know you think of like Bow from last year, which I've revisited and I have a much positive, much more positive feel on. And I think that you could you can do clever things like that with these shorts. And I'm glad to hear that Pixar hasn't abandoned them entirely, and they're planning to re- return them. Mm. Um, but it was the it was just yet another thing about this movie that was you just like, what, like what, what, what are we doing? Shorts. I think what happened with the shorts, and I don't know, this is a full theory. I remember they released like two new shorts in in their YouTube channel. And probably one of those shorts was supposed to play in front of, in front of, uh, oh my God, Toy Story 4. And they just moved it to mm-hmm. the YouTube channel. There's one about, there's two shorts. I don't remember their name, but like probably that happened. That's just yeah. a guess. Well, and they've had this whole thing where they're creating a bunch of shorts for um, Disney Plus. And, yeah. like, while I appreciate what Disney Plus is and what Disney Plus will do, I don't think that we should make content for Disney Plus at the expense of the cinematic experience. <laughs> I don't know. I've always appreciated the Pixar shorts. I missed it. Anyways, Toy Story 4. I thought was mediocre, but all right. Pixar ranking. I stuck it between just for reference. Um, It's not toy story two is still my least favorite toy story, but I stuck Mm. it between up and monsters university at number 14 on my Pixar list. (sighs) The fact you still have the fact that you have that. So uh, up so low still, still to this day, just hurts me on the inside. Yeah. Oof. That movie, it's a good uh, 20 minutes, I guess. And the other, <laughs> now the other is amazing. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I, I mean, um, Up almost didn't make it into the um, Rankham's Pixar movie list. <laughs> but, the more I realize, the, the older I the older I get. It's weird. The more people I talk to, the more I realize how much that movie is not as beloved as I thought it was. 
So go figure. <laughs> um, it's very con- it's very it. controversial. Apple's it. great. It's phenomenal. I'll put it at 13, just behind Hawk, a box life, and just before finding Dory and Ratatouille. That's well, good thing. I'm just glad it's before finding Wait, 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 Dory. wait, wait. Where do you have Ratatouille? At 14. See, Ratatouille Okay, you know yeah. what? We're going to have an entire discussion based upon Pixar films and our rankings because this is really fascinating. You know a lot about someone the way their Pixars are ranked. You, you know, still them I a have, lot. I have, the, I have the three cards movies at one, two, at 18, 19, and 20. Okay, you know what? I'm making an executive decision. Next week, if there's no big breaking news, we're going to be talking about Pixar films because why not? I have the power. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. 20... Uh, 17, the Academy Awards. We're doing our best of, where we talk about the best categories of the, I guess, of the Oscars in general. And because last week went too long, we're going to cut it down and try to make as concise as possible. This is a very much a growing pain session of our time. So bear with us as we try to figure out the best way to go about deciding the best categories. I guess best of the best is what the proper terminology would be. So we're going to go through each categories of the 2019, I'm oh, sorry, excuse me, the 2017 Oscars, which took place, uh, which is the 89th Academy Awards specifically, which that year we, uh, the winner of best picture was La La Land. Just kidding. Moonlight. It was only La La Land for literally one minute or 30 seconds or something along those lines. But Moonlight was the winner for that year. Oh, they're they're both amazing. Uh, best director went to Damien Chazelle. Best actor Casey Affleck. Best actress Emma Stone. Best supporting actor Mahershala Ali. Best supporting actress Viola Davis. Best original screenplay Manchester by the Sea. Best adapted screenplay Moonlight and best animated feature Zootopia. Now we're going to go through above the line categories, which I know foreign language film and best documentary are considered above the line, but for time's sake, um. We won't put those into that category because we want to try to get through these in a very timely and concise manner because we don't have all day, sadly. Uh, but we each picked one category from this year. We would like to highlight and talk about why we think this is one is something of note or one of the worst of all time or we think it's one of the best. So just kind of talk about something that we really enjoyed from this year. So I'm going to have who picked theirs first? Malcolm, you picked original song first. Tell me a bit more about why you think this one is us as note enough for us to uh, look at. Well, um, like in this year, you had um, City of Stars from La La Land. You had auditioned the Full Suit Dream from La La Land nominated. You had Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. You had the Empty Chair from Jim the James Foley story. And you had How Far I Go from Irana. Um, this is an interesting. I mean, I thought this was an interesting one to sort of bring up because um, this was an interesting one because of the empty chair is one that I don't know if anyone actually heard of that movie b- before the Oscars. Someone that, did, apparently. They nominated it. Yeah, I mean, it, it was one that I thought was really strange, but I mean, the quality of some of these songs, like, how far I go, the two La La Land ones, it even can't stop the feeling, um, is an interesting um, song. And I actually did like, I actually do like that song. 
Um, and I think, and I think, just from those four alone, I think it's is why this one should be in the running for like best original song, uh, best category. Yeah, whatever. But uh, I mean, for like for me, um, I do think the Wong La La Land song won. Agreed. <laughs> no, but I will say the 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 wrong long long la, the wrong La La Land song was nominated. Uh, was not even nominated, excuse me, uh, mm. because yeah, obviously the one that should have been nominated and possibly have won, I think Ryan agrees with me on this, uh, possibly, um, is uh, another day of sun. Yes, that yeah. should have been nominated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that one should have been nominated and should have won because City of Stars, while the melody, the lo- the melodic line is very interesting, and it's kind of the through line for the entire movie. City of Stars is kind of boring. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think if another Sun was nominated, um, um, I'd think it would be a hard choice between audition and um another day Sun because I I think audition is quite a good. Like, yeah, it's a very one, good song. I think audition is the better song out of those five, and I do like how far I go, but it's to, it's just one of those ones which is like okay. <laughs> Have you What's guys listened to those like compilations? Um, those compilation videos of all of the best original songs to win at the Oscars. I've seen them in my recommendations because, of course, that's recommended to me. But I haven't actually watched it. it. It's a very interesting experience, and I think that had another day of sun won this Oscar, I feel like 2016 would have had it would have had a true standard. Um, whereas when you get there. City of Stars just kind of falls. Like, it's interesting because there are some, like, as you go through, there's a lot of just totally forgettable movie songs. And then there are some you're like, oh, my God, this is an all-time classic when you just roll over things. And it's it's fascinating to kind of see the psychology of the Academy over the course of history with when it comes to music. And, mm. um, yeah, they... I don't think they got this one necessarily right. Um, while Jim Foley's story is an important movie, I don't know. I don't know that I would have nominated that song. It's not very good. Listen, but. they always have that one song that's by that famous artist just to bring them on. That's that happens every year. Um, Although, can we all agree that um, the "Can't Stop the Feeling" like that was the best? integration of one of the musical performances into the Oscar show. Yes, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm looking at now. Yeah. Okay. So, um, can I use something? What was that? Can I mention something? Go ahead. No, please. We did not talk about the Trolls War Tour trailer, which came out, which is a sequel that comes out in April. I just wanted to bring it up. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. I just didn't care. Yes. Um, I'm just saying, Oscar-nominated movies of the first one. Um, I mean, the, the funny Not thing wrong. about that um, empty chair is that the documentary it's from wasn't even nominated in the best documentary feature, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that's happened before, with like if you look at the Hunting Grounds with the Lady Gaga uh, song. That year prior that was nominated wasn't nominated for best uh, uh, documentary or the movie like yeah. Chasing Ice or whatever it was a while ago 
Scarlett Johansson sang it, mm-hmm. not nominated for best documentary either. So they have a really weird relationship, the song, the branch song, the branch music branch category and the documentary category. It's like, I don't mm. know. Um, this happens more often than not. Um, all right. Any, any last thoughts about Reginald song? Um, no. Uh, because yeah, this is not something I would put as best just because, there are other ones I can automatically go to. Like we didn't talk about how far I'll go from Moana. There are other songs from Moana I'd put on there too. Um, you're welcome. Yeah. No, this was the best welcome. one from Moana. This was they made the right choice. I mean, I, I, it, it's. No, actually, you're right. I'd agree. I take that back. Yeah, I'm going through them in my head again, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm playing them again, and Ryan's right. This is the best. I, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised. Honestly, I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a genius! I, I mean, honestly, I'm surprised they didn't go off sort of. Um, you're welcome or something to get the rock to perform at um on stage at the Oscars. He sang like a verse of it when he presented his song. He did say that, but drive it like you stole it. Why is that not on here? I just realized that that movie got. Wow, okay. I still don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> it was just came out too early and wasn't marketed enough as it should have been. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that should have been on there, definitely. So I will not say this is the best of all time, because that did not make it. That's also not a good song, but... <gasps> <gasps> I mean... I can't begin. Um, I can't even. I think this is a strong... I think this is a strong year, though. I really do. I really think this is a strong category. Even it is, though but I, there are there are so many other options that would have been better. It doesn't yes. mean that these aren't all good. Anyway, fair, fair. And then uh, Abe. Manning. Oh, hi. How are you today? What's the question? Oh, no, the question was, uh, do you think this is one of the best of all time? Oh, no. No way. No way. Okay. Jose. We, you have been outvoted. No, not not you, Abe. Uh, uh, Malcolm. Um, just see his poster in the back. Yep. Well, hey, you know what? I don't know why they want. They, they won't. I think it's like yeah, two is the limit for original song because they could have easily added a third La La Land song on there. So go figure. Uh, Abe, what is what's which one? Which one did you pick again? And then tell us a bit more about why you think that one is the best or the worst. I pick cinematography. That is why I think it's the best because there's uh, four incredible movies how they they're shot how beautiful they are and one which time to confess I have not watched because they never got to see <gasps> it and I didn't decide to buy it from either by Blu-ray which is like gotta be honest oh. Wait, but you have mm-hmm. La 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 it's just like those guys every single like piece of music like when they start dancing and singing it's just beautiful the oh my god what's the song they sing in the i don't remember the name of the song actually i have my items open uh but like it's it just i mean what what happens in the movie tap dancing no oh, um oh man what is that is that the one that the tap dancing um in yeah. front of the oh, uh, oh, what the hell? Um, a lovely night. Yeah, that that's one. the yeah, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. 
a lovely night. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I think I think it's I, I don't I wouldn't have given it to her because my choice is actually like Rodrigo Pietos in silence. I that's think that's, that's phenomenal. That's probably the yeah. best looking Martin Scorsese movie ever. Like the way he I think he shot it mostly in natural lighting, if I'm not mistaken. Like mm -hmm. he, he he just just one one uh one light for for a scene at the end where where Liam Neeson, oh, no, it's uh, Andrew. Gar no, yeah, it's Liam. Something like that. But like, what he does there is just incredible. I think, as I say, with Martin Scorsese movie mm. and Moonlight, and you see James Laxon also shot uh, the name of the most recent Barry Jenkins movie, which I cannot remember. It's Bill Street. Talk. Yeah, he just focuses his talents again in that film, and like in Moonlight, oh, yeah. it's very obvious the use of color in that film is. It's outstanding like how he well that was Barry Jenkins camera work like helps his cinematographer. And probably my favorite movie of the year, which is Arrival, Fat Four Young. You're showing how mm -hmm. incredible cinematography is there for there. You know, he uh it, it wasn't Roger Deakins in that case, but for uh Denis. But uh it's I I think it's one of the best because like every single thing has a style. On it like i hope mm -hmm. not what climb where i can talk about four which i think it's enough it's a style like if you put a frame of it in any any if you put a frame of it where no characters are showing up probably can tell you which is a rival or it's silent or it's sad because it's so well it's incredible work and i do think it's one of the best use of cinematography all time ah <sighs> It's it's I'm looking at that 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 is a solid five right there. It's a really good five. I mean, and it's amazing how like this is uh, like the the four movies that you've seen are all incredible. Lion is trash, but um, whoa, I want to say trash. Like, it's trash, but in any case, I, I'd be willing to go along with this being one of the best because it really is. And like, even though they should have included Nocturnal Animals or Neon Agreed. Demon on this list, but we'll we'll take our punches as we get them. Um, <laughs> there are four stellar movies on this list in terms yeah. of cinematography. Well, I don't agree that that Lion is I, the movie's trash or the cinematography's trash. Both, but in an even. Ouch. Ouch! <laughs> that negativity, go away. Uh, I don't think it's trash. It's not. It, it's it's a great two movies that's what i'll, I'll say oh, actually to scratch that it's a great first half it's a great first half and a very disconnected second half with a great performance by dev patel um and, and, and i enjoyed it i enjoyed it enough because this because the two main characters propelled the story enough the writing wasn't the best but i was i enjoyed what greg of fraser did with this one uh lion is definitely the weakest out of these four and i would gladly take it away for nocturnal animals which is brilliant brilliant cinematography Work of cinematography, and if you had, if you literally had nocturnal nocturnal animals in there, that would be one of the best five, hands down. Like there is no debate that would be the best for me at least that I know of. So I'm gonna have to say best of just because I don't mind lying that much, but Silence phenomenal, James Laxon Moonlight phenomenal, Arrival phenomenal, La La Land phenomenal. So I'm gonna agree. This is one of the best. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, up there for the best. Like, um, the cinematography La La Land is great. Um, there's nothing much I can add to that. Um, 
I didn't care for Arrival that much. I, I thought it was it was decent, but maybe I just need to rewatch it and um, give it a second look. I feel so like I, everyone I, here I, is slowly killing me on the inside with their opinions. Everyone's killing me. Um, <laughs> I, 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 haven't, I, I haven't, I haven't seen Lion. Um, I haven't seen Silence, but I have, ju- I have just seen Moonlight. Everyone, round of applause! Finally, I'm so happy. I'm so proud of you. Um, and the cinematography was definitely um, great in there. Like it was a great movie all, all around. Um, but should it have won Best Picture? Raiden fight hit my force there later on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but would you say it's the best well, or one of the best to be in the conversation? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, wow, guys, we have a cinematography in the conversation. Yeah, this is going, this is going on, on my list along with best director of last year. All right. Uh, and then Ryan, what'd you pick? I picked best documentary feature. Ooh, ah, which is a very interesting category. Um, so obviously we got our winner. We got OJ Made in America, which is probably the best um, documentary we're going to see this decade. Um, and uh, I'm very sad that they've gotten rid of the rule that long documentaries can't win anymore because they say that this was a TV series. It is not. It was shot and designed to be watched all in one sitting, and it was screened all in one sitting. And Eight hours? Just because ESPN decided to buy it and release it in hour-long segments for their television network does not mean that this is not a film. It's a oh. film. It yeah, just is a very out, long film. It's the uh, Sundance, right? When yeah. It, first, it, first it debuted at Sundance as an eight-hour film. Did they have any, like, bathroom breaks? Yeah, they, they, had, yeah, they had intermissions, just like okay. long films do. But, okay, good. But it's not a TV show. Anyways. It is just, it's such a stellar documentary about this thing. And, you know, while everybody feels like they've all been OJ'd out, like, I think this found interesting ground to break. And it's really making a commentary about America and discussing kind of what was going on in the early 90s with respect to OJ and the whole history that led up to it. And it's just such a very detailed and well put together documentary. Like Ezra Edelman really, really knocked it out of the park. And I'm so happy that that won that year. But the reason why I think it's, you know, one of the best ever, we got 13th from Ava DuVernay, which is just a fascinating position paper movie, which I thought was very well constructed. Um, Fire at Sea, which is, this is a kind of a more harrowing on the ground kind of documentary style um, about migrant crises in Europe interesting um definitely worth a look if you haven't seen it since i know that this is definitely the most underseen of this group um i am not your negro which is another like this is uh you know james baldwin again like as we get um more and more of him coming out in recent years i think that this was a very well assembled documentary it's another sort of position paper style but interestingly developed and interestingly told um to kind of tell an experience of African-Americans in the United States. There's certainly a lot of like discussions about race this year. And I think that it kind of 
the documentary features captured that. Um, and then last, and certainly not least of the bunch, Life Animated, which was innovative in terms of how it was styled, what, what it was about. And Agreed. it kind of told a very heartwarming story that's like, it's troubling and it's, you know, it, it's an interesting, like, dynamic. Um, it was very real, very true to life. And I think that this, like, what 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 struck me most about this year is that is that it felt like it captured what the year was about. And um, I don't think that there's a bad piece in this bunch. And it has at least one, if not two great ones. I, man, I make me wish I've seen all these now. The problem is the, the one that actually won, I have not seen OJ made in America. Cause that's, that's a commitment to sit down and watch that. That's it is. It's a, it's and I actually applaud applaud you for for doing that. I, I have seen Life Animated in the Thirteenth, which I I love both of them. They're both excellent docs. Uh, Ava Duver Ava Duvernay brought up a, a basically a conversation topic to my head. We watched this for college, and I I had no idea. I literally had no idea about the pro the the problem in our like you know uh, our, our prison system, and it was really interesting hearing about ways that you know that can be brought to the forefront to discuss how we should fix something like this. Because now that I'm in news, I, you hear stuff. I work, I work in the new news. So now you hear stuff, you know, a lot more than you do when you're, if you're not. So this is kind of an, was an eye opening thing for me. And I applaud this because she did something that was very close to her heart. And I really enjoyed the film and life animated is just an absolute delight. The way they managed to intertwine animation. in this is just utterly beautiful. Um, I got. I heard. I heard it through. Like just in uh, NPR, they had an interview with the with the uh, uh, director, and I was like, "I'm gonna check it out." And I fell in love with it. Um, so, I, I just because of how prolific these were, I'm gonna have to say, yeah, this might be one of the best. Just even though I have not seen Fire at Sea, the other four I have heard nothing but praise and just like lasting and appeal. So I'm gonna have to agree with with uh, with Ryan here. Feel free, Abe, or uh, welcome to. Uh, uh, I will third that. I have not watched Fire at Sea or the next. Uh, I think I left five hours left for OG. For the first two hours, like, were fascinating because I fell asleep and I remember to watch at the time. But I think they're fascinating. And I think I'm not unique, girl. It's probably, probably my favorite of them because it's powerful. Like, it just brings back, like, James Baldwin sometimes, like, I don't remember that comedy, but I remember watching it. Yeah, it's James Baldwin, right? Where he it is, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where he, like, it's just, sometimes I don't really remember that commentary, but I, re I remember seeing up a little bit when I was watching it because of the narrative facts and how, how those uh, race relationships are seen, like, through the eyes of Baldwin. So I will, and, and life animated, it just shows, like, something like how powerful movies is like even though like those characters are important and how like th they're part of us like and it helps this kid like to grow up with autism and how the how those disney characters like help him to grow up so yeah i will give it a best of all time Woo! malcolm um i mean i haven't seen any of these um oh <laughs> um i mean i i'm i'm one in the camp that i disagree with one like just because it was made to be a movie it was still released as a tv series um and i st still really 
don't think OJ Mania should have been on this ballot. Um, but it, it was released as a movie, but it was the distribution method. Um, yes, but it still doesn't mean anything to me. Like it may have been released in the select cinemas that need to be released just to be nominated, but it was still essentially shown as a TV series for everyone else. Um, but regardless, um, which was in production first, the documentary or the American crime story, People vs. OJ? I think it came out like a Okay, right. OJ is 2015. Uh, no, I, they came out the same year, but yeah, like, they, they, came out, they came out the same year. That, that's why I'm asking because, because it just I feels mean, like one of them was made to piggyback off the success of the other. I mean, the documentary development apparently began in 2007, so hmm. this has been going on for a while. So I would think this probably might have been first. I mean, yeah. I mean, if it was, if the documentary was in production since for that long, it could have just ended up being coincidence. I mean, they came, if one came out in Sundance, they came out at the pretty same time because the first episode of American Crime Story of OJ came out in February second, and Sundance is usually like their week of wow. January, so they're like hand to hand. That literally was a few days apart. That's crazy. Actually, maybe yeah. the only well, so maybe so. that's why. Like, maybe that's why ESPN bought it, though. I mean, like, oh, I could yeah. see ESPN, buy, ESPN buying this anyways. But like, <laughs> they go to Sundance and they're like, "Oh, this thing, and we're about to get this like OJ series. It looks like it's going to be good." Yeah, let's put this like, up. Let's do it. Um, all right, moving right along. Uh, the oh, I didn't do mine. I totally forgot about that. No, uh, I, my, mine in particular was uh, one uh, known as visual effects. So now, most people uh, for this year, it's not one that's kind of like, you know, well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll throw them out to you. The Jungle Book was the winner that year, followed by Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Now, I'm not going to say this is the best one of all time, but more I wanted to point this one out in merely saying because... I think it's probably one of the most eclectic of all time. This one has a lot of different ideas going for it. Jungle Book was still one of the most groundbreaking uh, effects coming in terms of like CGI hybrid working with humans. And it's still probably right now the touchstone of how to do that because what Favreau did is amazing in that regard. Deepwater Horizon, uh, I literally couldn't tell there were effects on there until they mentioned that prior because I wasn't even looking for it. So that's more of how effects can help and build up a, uh, a, a movie. Doctor Strange is just trippy. That is one of the most creative uses of visual, of visual effects I have seen in a long time. And what they did had to come up with these ideas and concepts, the visual effects team. I'm sure they had they had a help with uh, Scott Derrickson and how they, he wanted to envision this. But how they managed to pull it off is still, for lack of a better term, mind-bending and mind-boggling. And then Kubo and the Two Strings is one of the coolest because... I literally think we've only had two uh, stop motion films like this and Nightmare Before Christmas. That I believe got nominations for best visual effects. Was Curse of the Rave ever nominated for visual effects? No, I don't think so. Um, it, was not, it won best animated feature, but it was not nominated for visual effects. Um, but yeah, Coupon Two Strings is probably one of the coolest and one of the most earning self earning. And then Rogue One, a Star Wars story. 
still what they managed to do with uh, Tarkin, I guess, and I guess with some of the supplemental material is still fantastic. As uncanny valley as they can look sometimes, literally the resurrection of someone who is deceased is it hasn't. I don't think it's been, it was done to this effect. I think to this regard, and I think what they did an amazing job trying to bring back um, uh, uh, Peter Cushing, and I give him props for that. So yeah, best visual effects. Don't I don't need to vote on this. I just more wanted to bring this to everyone's attention about how eclectic this is. Unless you guys think it's in the discussion for best of all time, and by that means, please go ahead. No. Um. I mean, I. I mean, I, I'm a few. I don't <laughs> think it's in the discussion the best of all time. I thought but, not. Uh, but um, I mean, well, I'm not surprised Jungle Book won because the movie is basically all visual effects with one real life person yeah. in yeah. Um, two, but I mean, I think that um, Rogue One probably should have taken it because, and I as much as I hate the resurrection of Tarkin, I think it that looks. It doesn't look terrible. I mean, it doesn't <laughs> look terrible, but it doesn't look good. Um, but I think that what Star Wars in general it, it does with the visual effects, the their visual effects have always been pretty good in, for what they do. And I mean, I've to give it to a movie which is basically like all visual effects. Well, it's done. It is done good. Um, it's is basically just like. CGI with one random human person mm -hmm. in there. It'll be interesting to see how we have a conversation with the Lion King coming out later this year, which, you know, that's literally just photorealistic animation. It's not live action whatsoever. Like, there mm. is no human person. So I'm going to be curious to see what they do and how they kind of twist that and say, best visual effects. Uh, well, yeah, but it's also just full-on animation. So I'm curious <laughs> to see how they're going to spin that and what the discussion will be, and maybe they'll give us some behind-the-scenes to explain that a bit more, but it's definitely more... How do I say this? More... Touchy or more... No, that's not the right word. There's a word that I can't think of, but we're going to move right along because my brain's dead, and we still have all these other above the line to do, guys. I, we're gonna I, would, move... I would have said I would have disagreed with my comrades. I think this is one of the best, but anyways. It's oh, is it? Okay, we well, on. thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> well, um... All right, best animated feature. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to name out what we have so far here, guys, and I want you to say either yes, no, best, or not best. Something you want to have discussed. And if you say best, kind of defend why it's the best. You're if you don't think so, one sec. Okay, well, while Manning resets, I'll read them just to help out. Um, so, in the 89th Academy Awards, the best animated feature category, the winner was Zootopia. Uh, other nominees included Kubo and the Two Strings, Moana, My Life as a Zucchini, and The Red Turtle. Abe, what do you think? Uh, I do not think it's one of the best. I have to say, like it's hard. I love Zootopia. I think Moana is really good. I think the Red Turtle is really good. And I already forgot two of those you mentioned. So I think it's not. I love Zootopia. But... Oh, Kubo. <laughs> I liked it, but I just, I just don't think it. Like it didn't grab me. So I just think it's Zootopia. That for me. So I don't think it's one of the best. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I'll go ahead, Malcolm. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this set is one of the best. Um, because I mean, you've got like Zootopia, Kuban, Two Strings, and Moran, which is probably the three best animated movies of 2016. In my life is Zucchini and the Red Tudor, which I admittedly I haven't seen, but I can't think of any other movies that in animated ones that came out in 2016 that sh- were missed out of here. So I think we've got <clears> the best <throat> um, of that. Uh oh, uh oh, Ryan, what are we forgetting? Oh, Finding Dory. Uh, a little Japanese film called Nor- called Your Name Thank came out in 2016. You. Oh, and... <laughs> if that was nominated, that would be a different discussion. But like, it's not. That movie is just incredible. That movie got just de- rejected the entire award season. It's sad. Um, that was forgettable. What? <laughs> Have you seen oh it, Malcolm? He's man. No. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. But clearly, the Academy forgot it. So I think a lot of people forgot it. I don't think they I, there's it, still though. a movie in this category that I haven't seen, which is Zucchini. rare in recent years. Is it My Life Is a Yeah, yeah, that movie. Yeah, after I, after I couldn't see it leading up to the Oscars, I've just held a grudge. And even <laughs> though it's on Netflix now, I could like go watch it at any time. Is and it? I've been told it's actually pretty good. Hmm. Um, but I just haven't gotten around to it. I didn't particularly like The Red Turtle, even though it's interesting. Um, Kubo and the Two Strings is clearly the best movie of this, but I don't think this is one of the best at all. No, I do agree. I did not care for Kubo when I first saw it. I liked it, but it's grown on me over time to the point to where I'm like, I really like Zootopia, but man, Kubo, I just, I just think about it more. So I'm kind of sad that didn't. I'm kind of bummed that didn't win. However, I still don't think it's the best of all time because the best movie and a movie of that year, in my opinion, your name, did not make it. So, nope. Um, all right, best adapted screenplay. Winner of that year was Moonlight by Barry Jenkins. Arrival, were, uh, sorry, the other ones nominated were Arrival, Fences, Hidden Figures, and Lion. Uh, I'll go ahead and start by saying... Um, no, it's kind of your run-of-the-mill. You have the adapted... I have a movie based on the play... Uh, you have a nice movie that's kind of more along the lines of like, yeah, let's just, you know, have a nice fist pumping, uh, feel good film. And then Lion and you have Arrival and you have, yeah, you have two fantastic screenplays and three fine screenplays. That's my opinion. That, that is a no from me. Uh, Malcolm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a no for me as well. Um, like, um, like, Moonlight Fences and Hidden Figures are all great, but I think um, I don't think that's the best five because mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Arrival should have been um, here. Um, and Ouch. I think Fences and, and and as much as I did enjoy Moonlight, I think Fences should have won. Oh wow! Okay, uh, did not ex- <laughs> did not expect that. Uh, Ryan, um, no, I I clearly don't think this is one of the best of all time. I think that your assessment is good, although I have a higher opinion of fences than you do, and a lower opinion Probably. of lion than you do. Probably, but um, in any event, I I think that they write 
movie won this. I think Arrival is very good, but I think that Moonlight is clearly a better screenplay. And it's fantastic, but this is not a best category. Ah, uh, yeah. Dan- and Abe. I don't think I have anything to add other than no. Other than no. No? Cool, cool. I love Arrival, but I, I just, like, you feel, I, I haven't watched Lion, but okay. what I've heard. And I, I love hidden figures, but I don't think the the strength of that movie is in the script. I mm. think it's more of the performance and everything. So, because okay. uh, all right, because uh, we have now that adapted script, adapted screenplay, original screenplay. Original. Excuse me. All right, original screenplay. The winner of that year was Manchester by the Sea. Other nominations include Twentieth Century Women, Hell or High Water, La La Land, and The Lobster. Okay. Um. Abe, what do you think? It's original screenplay, right? It's original screenplay, correct. So, The Lobster. Yes. I think it, it's really original, and I think the movie is... <laughs> it's really, it's really it's original. <laughs> it's really original. So, I, I don't think I can discuss with that. Uh, what else was it? Uh, Manchester by the Sea, I think. I think it's just incredible. Like, Kenneth Loner, I think that was well-deserved. Like, the characters and how the reading will develop. Uh, what else was three more? What else? Um, I, I it was um, Hell or High Water, All Land, yeah. Twice Century Woman. Oh, yeah, I think it's one of the best. I think Hell of High Water is just incredible. I think Manchester, Hell of High Water, and everything else in it is just, I think 20th Century Woman is uh, a really interesting take on women in the 20th century. <laughs> I think and the betting is great in it. I, I, she didn't got nominated for that year. She should have been. She didn't. Yeah, but she should have been. All right, Ryan. Um, I don't think this is the best at all. I, I I think that most people know that I hate the lobster. Um, I do think it's a cleverly written movie, but uh, you know, I think this is a this is a good category, but it's not. It doesn't touch all times at all. Mm-hmm. I I do agree with that sentiment right there. Uh, so, uh, Malcolm, what what would you say though? Um, I mean, it's it's hard for me because there's two movies I've not seen, two movies I really love, one movie I think should not be here. Any predictions? Oh, uh, you love La La Land. Um, yeah. You hate the lobster with like me and Ryan. No. Oh. <laughs> um, um, yeah. La La Land and the Lobster are the two I really love. Oh. Hello High Water, I really did not care for. Oh, oh my and, God. And, and, I've, and I've not seen 20th Century Woman or Manchester by the Sea. One of which is coming to Netflix next month for New Zealand. So. Wow. Um, okay. So would you say this is the best, though? That I mean, like based on the ones that I've seen, um, which is only three of them, I could I would lean towards yes, but it's really hard for me to really give it a true assessment, given the fact that some have not seen. So mm. okay, then we'll go with for a no for that one because I yeah two out of the two and it's split, so we're not gonna go with best for that one. Only we have three and above. Will we bring that into conversation? All right, best supporting actress, Viola Davis finally gets her Oscar for Fences. Uh, other other nom- nominees include Naomi Harris, Nicole Kidman, Octavia Spencer. I she just keeps getting nominated, and Michelle Williams. 
for Manchester by the sea. Um, I'm happy for Viola Davis. I'm so glad that she won. Um, this is this really was, this was the first time we had Viola and Octavia are actually in the same category, wasn't it? Um, yeah, because for the help, they were in separate categories. Yeah, but I miss. This is the second year. Like, the year, okay. This is like uh, in the span of five years or so. Octavia Spencer, excuse me, has been getting a default nomination for like supporting actress in these. Is that I don't know. Third, she's got No, that was the second one in the decade. Then it's the third. The help that hidden figures and paper water, right? Yeah, she, she somehow even when she listen. I like hidden figures as much as the next guy. It's a really uplifting film. Very good, but. She, she was not the best part about about that by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't know who I would replace. I'm trying to think of like right, like right now. Uh, Ryan, what do you think of this um, list? Um, you know, it's okay. It's I don't think this is at all the best of all time. There's some really good performances here, but it's I just thought it was just okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Malcolm. Uh, um. Yeah, this is um, an okay um, one. Like, there was definitely some great performances, like Viola, um, Naomi, Octavia. Um, this is one, um, and like, I as much as I love Viola and um, Spencer's, mm. I I think Octavia Spencer was uh, phenomenal in Hidden Figures and probably should have won. Really, I think Janelle Monae was yeah. far superior. Because I I've seen Octavia Spencer do this before the the like the sassy overprotective lady we 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 had she did that in the Help and she won the Oscar for the Help I didn't find it was anything like different than she did the same thing with Shape of Water which I'm kind of like I'm not as enthralled about this these characters that she's played because it didn't feel too different from what she's done prior that's what that was my opinion Janelle Monet who I have not seen really act before kind of just blew me out of the water because I've seen her do songs but not like this before when manning you said i think i think janelle Monet, like she should have been nominated for if one performance was going to get nominated it should have been her because mm -hmm. that i think i mean just i think the academy love Tavi spencer just look at the last best picture winner who produced it of oh. that's she's it part of, yeah like she will like it it just like it kind of justifies their nominations in that way, but I do not think it's one of the best. Like I, I, I think it's Viola Davis, and I actually think she's the lead offensive. So I don't think she shouldn't even be there. That debate was there during the entire uh, conversation. I know, uh, so it's not too surprising. All right, uh, I guess that's a no from everybody. Do you, um, or not no from everybody, but mostly no from everybody. Uh, best supporting actor winner was Mahershala Ali from Moonlight. Other nominees include Jeff Bridges, Lucas Hedges, Dev Patel, Michael Shannon. Raw, okay, the wrong supporting actor was nominated from Nocturnal Animals and Hell or High Water. But, you know, what are you going to do? Because obviously it should have been Ben Foster and uh, uh, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson in my eyes. Ryan, you also love Nocturnal Animals and Hell or High Water like I do. Do you agree? Um... You know, while I wouldn't hate ATJ being nominated, I think that Michael Shannon is a deserving nominee. 
Um, I just I'm glad that it finally got some love in this category. Uh, Only category, sad face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sad face. Yeah. But do you um, what do you what's your opinion on the category in general? On the category in general, I think that with the exception of Dev Patel, this is a very good category. Um, everyone else is particularly good in their movies um, and really brings something different to the table. And, you know, regardless of how I walked out feeling about the other four movies, um, I think that these guys all really shone. And um, see, the problem with the acting categories is that a lot of the best of all times will have five across the board brilliant performances. Mm-hmm. And just because I don't think there are five here, I. I don't want to say it is, but at the same time, these are all very good. So I'm going to say no, but I'm, I'm hesitant. I'm, I'm waffling. Yeah. Uh, Abe. I, I have to say no. Look, I, I have not watched Lion, but I just don't think like either Jeff Bridges or Lucas Hedges like make like incredible performance. You have to compare for 90 years of Academy Awards that will stand mm. out. Like, I think Maharshala definitely deserves it. Like, you miss him through these two second acts of the movie because yeah. of how good he is. Like, that's that's the reason he's so good. And I think that's, and I think Malcolm Shannon is incredible. As you say, either you put Aaron Taylor Johnson of, of him there, it's well deserved, but I have to say no. And then Malcolm. Um, yeah, I have to say no as well. Like, Maharshala is a deserving winner, but, um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. Um, like I can't judge Manchester by Sea or Lion because I've not seen them. Um, I mean Jeff Bridges was okay in Hello High Water, and um, this would be titled Malcolm loves um, Malcolm hates a lot of movies that Wine and Manning apparently <laughs> love because I did not love Nocturnal Animals, but I think ah, but, my, but no. I think my but I think Michael Shannon was the best part in it. He was great about it. Not in the music. Do you didn't think the music was the best part of it? Do you remember the music? I, I, I was talking about acting. For, oh, okay. Acting-wise, not... <laughs> I, I mean, music. I still think Amy Adams is clearly the best part of it, but in any event. Yeah. I mean, uh, I need to, I need to see it again. But she she wasn't in it enough to where she left an impression on me, like like uh like the others did. But I need to see it again. It's been a while. She's she's just throwing us stuff the entire movie, and I love her. I don't remember any scene from the movie that she stands out. Might have been a more subdued performance. I need to see that. Uh, and best actress, <laughs> Emma Stone, La La Land. And other nominees include, she was the winner, excuse me. Other nominees include Isabel Huppert for, for Ellie. Is it Ellie or L? L. L, L okay. Uh, 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 Ruth Negga, uh, Natalie Portman, and then the new actress that came out of nowhere, Meryl Streep. <laughs> oh, boy. Can I define this category just Florence Foster Jenkins and that's enough? No, yeah. no. Like that's. Well, I love Florence Foster Jenkins. At this point, it's like. You know. At this point, it's just like, okay. Well, hey, you know what? It could have been the girl on the train. So. Yeah, and this will never. You know why this will never be the best? Because Amy Adams for Arrival is not on here. She's not on here. Amy Adams for Nocturnal Animals. Listen. (laughs) See, this is is the reason right now that this will not go through as one of the best because we are all disagreeing like, no, it can't be that. 
This is not a good. Well, I'm really, really uh, impressed. Well, that, uh, and because Ruth Nega and Meryl Streep's performances are not great. Well, and I love literally like I'm a ahead. huge Meryl fan, but like no. But no, I was literally about to say Ruth Nega is also something I'm really happy we got got on here because ah. uh, uh, man, mean, this she, is she, she was taking a break from her rutabaga business. Oh no, Ruth <laughs> Nega with <the> rutabagas. <laughs> I'm just you know what I remember seeing her on Agents of Shield and she got so much better than Agents of Shield, so I was very very happy seeing her with that one. But you know who should have won this? Amy Adams for Nocturnal Animals. <laughs> what no, about? actually, although. I wouldn't have hated that. Yes. Um, what? No, Natalie Portman should Frigid. get one. I, I agree. I agree. That's an all-time performance. And Emma Stone's, hmm. I don't think, is going to last as long as Natalie Portman's will. I, I, I agree. The movie will last longer, but their performances, you could literally put anyone with good chemistry between those two roles and it would work. They just have to have good chemistry yeah. is, what I, is what it would be. And, you know. Yeah. But the, the they don't need to be in stone and writing. They just need to be some two Hollywood people with believable, good actors, basically good actors. Um, yeah, no, I agree. This is definitely not the best of all time. I think we're all in agreement right there. Um, Except Malcolm? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I think this is because, um, as I said, I love Bill Streep and Florence Foster Jenkins. Um, Natalie Portman and, as Grand Jackie and Emma Stone as Grand as La La Land. I haven't seen the other two, but I but but it's on the ones I've seen. Um, I do think this should be as is in the conversation, but I'm, I'm it clearly outvoted. So, yeah, no, being contrarian today, Malcolm. Uh, all right, and then best actor, Casey Affleck is our winner for Manchester by the Sea. Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. The nominees: Ryan Gosling, Holland, Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington for Fences. Not gonna lie, I'm really liking this lineup. This is pretty solid. It was a good category. I think that I think that this was like I don't think it's one of the best of all time, but I think it's like a I think this was a a, a clean hit. I would have nominated Andrew Garfield for Silence because Agreed. I just apparently disagree with the Academy on the regular about which movie is they should be nominating <laughs> a person for. Um, but otherwise, and like I. Captain Fantastic was a letdown for me, but overall, I think that this is about who you needed in this category, and I think that Casey Affleck rightly won because his sad performance was sad and was well done. Um, <laughs> was sad. Um, that's definitely a cover review. There, his sad performance was sad. It was very <laughs> sad. I agree. Um, was Hexelwitch in Silence just just the same distribution? Ah. Distribution company. No one was farmed. The other one is Silence. just came out too late, right? Like it just Silence didn't make the splash it should have. Yeah, like the first screening, I think, was like the last day of November. It's also a complicated, thoughtful movie about religion. It is. It which, is. <laughs> which is does not normally speak. But it's like either. literally the best. This crowd, but. It's it's literally the best as a as a very religious person myself. It's also the best religious movie that, like, that's not intentionally religious that we watch as a family. And I'm like, man, these are some fantastic well, it's, themes it's and ideas. Religious. I know, and it's like, I, especially when you say the director is Martin Scorsese, it's like, 
wait, what? There, where were, where was out? Where was, where was Joe Pesci <laughs> this entire time? It's like, because he, he was one of the trees in the background. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, hey, you think I'm funny? You think I'm a tree? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I enjoy that movie immensely. Um, but yeah. I see. I still think that Washington should have won, in my opinion, because while I didn't love Fences the most, I think he stole the show in my eyes. And I love Captain Fantastic and Vigo Mortensen. I'm just happy he's getting a lot more love. But yeah, Denzel Washington would have been my pick. But I wouldn't say this is the best of all time, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't think this is the best of all time. And I'm actually with Manning on this. I think Denzel should have won for Fences. Mm hmm. And Abe, uh, I look. I, I really like all the performances, but other than Andrew Garfield's silence, I cannot remember another performance of a main category, like of any lead actor that year that deserved to be oh. there. And I, I, I usually the best actor race is usually stack, so I, I, I cannot give it. Also, I don't think Ryan Gosling is like. I mean, he's good in La La Land, but I don't think he's outstanding like to get the best actor. No, but so that's that. I think Big was great. I think Denzel is always great. I think, well, almost always great. Yeah, and uh, I, I think Andrew Garfield is is. Hawksaw Rich is one of Hawksaw whatever. Hawk it's one song. of my favorite movies of the last year. Like I cried a shit out in the movie, and I think Andrew Garfield is well deserved. He, like they should have nominated him like for Silence and. So, and I think AC Affleck is, is really good, even though some people hate him, not for the movie, but for other things. Mm. But I, I wouldn't put in the best for that. Yeah, I think it's across the board. Nice, but no, uh, close, but no cigar. Uh, best director, winner of this year, Damien Chazelle. Other nominees include Denis Villeneuve for Arrival, Mel Gibson, Hacksaw Ridge, Kenneth Lonergan, Manchester by the Sea, Barry Jenkins, Moonlight. That's a good. That's a good solid five right there. What do you guys think? Yeah, that's definitely a great, a great solid five. Um, Damien Chazelle's much deserved the winner. Yes. Um, um, because what he did with La La Land is like just to bring back like the the style of um, the classic. Hollywood musicals from like like Singing in the Rain and stuff like that, and to show it in and a what probably was a more moderny gloss over it, but um it's kept that same kind of um style and what you would expect from those mm -hmm. classic ones um and um and with the other ones in this um like some of these I'm only going based on the trailers, but um I think. It could be in the conversation of best of all time. Mm -hmm. Ryan? Um, I think that this is solidly in the discussion for best of all time. Um, you know, my feeling, like, I was a little bit down on Manchester by the Sea, although the more I thought about it, I think that if I were to ever go back and revisit that movie, I would like it quite a bit more than I did. Mm -hmm. Um but, like, I can't impeach any of these. These are all fantastically directed movies. Um, Damien Chazelle, La La Land is, you know, that's a movie, the more that I watch it, the more that I feel like I really missed out in 2016 with all the love that it was getting. Because mm -hmm. um, it's, 
there's a lot of subtle things in that movie that are are terrifically well done. Um, Villeneuve's work is always great these days. So always um, can't say anything about Arrival. Uh, Mel Gibson's work in Hacksaw Ridge it was my favorite movie of that year and continues to be. And I think that it, that his work on that was incredible. Um, and then of course I think that Barry Jenkins uh, is a great director too. And I think that Moonlight is a spectacular film. So for me, this definitely gets in the discussion. And Abe, I do think it's one of the best of all time. You see every single film <laughs> that was really too excited. But like, if I have to put like someone else, like if I have to take someone out, it will be really, really hard. And I cannot think of one to take down, like for Martin who says in silence. So uh, it's, it, I think it does, like it belongs. Like I think Denny in Arrival is great. I think Mel Gibson does a great job. And Kenneth Lund, that performance he's able to take from his actors, I think it's mm. just an option put in the conversation and I think Mary Jenkins and Damien just always put themselves in the even though Damien had whiplash but that makes them like the big director that we'll see yeah. in the next couple of years decade working. So I think it's well just I I agree. Um, go ahead. I was gonna say and like don't get me wrong, there are like directors that I may have subbed in, but that doesn't mean that it's not a great list and you kind of have to compare it oh, against yeah. other academy years and i think that because there's no there's no one that stands out as particularly bad and they're all great yeah absolutely Um, that's where i got my vote from yeah it's it's uh it's it's definitely one of i'm hesitant to saying it's the best because last year or last year last episode we literally did best directors are only one and that was another great lineup this one is another one where i but Man, this is another great lineup for director. They usually they usually will get it right for director, apparently. <laughs> and you know what? I'm I can I am the I am the I am the host and editor of this podcast, so I will do what I please. And I say yes, this is one of the best. I put in the discussion because we need to have that conversation. So we have two years in a row. Best director is going in that conversation for both this year and the year prior. Um, so we have that. Um, and finally, best picture. Winner of this year, Moonlight, Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, and Manchester by the Sea. There are, wow, that is a, there, we do not move. We have two M's, two L's, three, a, three H's. <laughs> Nothing past an M. That's interesting. You Fun know. fact. Fun fact. Um... So I'm going to let, I'm putting this on the floor guys right now. What do we think of this lineup this year in particular? I think it's amazing. I, I, I love or like at least every single one of those films. I think every single one has like, well, except Lion, which I haven't watched. I can comment on that. But I even, even Fence, which I think it's just a recorded play. I think like Denzel and Viola and, and, their performances that are both worth it, and uh, Moonlight I really like. Uh, Oxa Reach, it's it's incredible. Hell or High Water, it's it's incredible. Hidden Figures is it's it's just a stack lineup for me, so I will say it's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Ryan, um, so for me, like these movies kind of fall into a few different categories. 
you have the category of like movies that I really love, which are Moonlight, Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, La La Land. So that's the the love category. Then you've got the like movies that I liked, but I'm likely never to watch again, which include Fences, Hidden Figures, and Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. And then you have Lion, which is just terrible. So it's, you know, the, the thing, the advantage that Best Director has over Best Picture is that there are only five. Yes. And eventually we're going to get to Best Picture races that only have five, which Correct. would be great. Yes, but I have it. I have a hard time saying that these are the best of all time, even though there's a lot of terrific movies that I love in them. But yes. because they're watered down by some movies that are, shall we say, less than deserving. I can get behind that. I can get so. behind that. No, yeah, but also if you could only if you if you okay, not if you could. Which one do we think the five were going to be that year for fun? Let's throw let's throw something out there. Um, I think La La Land and Moonlight were definitely going to be two of those five if we only had five. Yep. Um, um, and yeah, I'd, say, I'd, say, I'd, I'd say Fences would have been there. Fences probably would have been there. I think it would follow exactly with the best directors. It would follow exactly best. No, no lone director. Yeah. No, no awkward Bennett Miller for Foxcatcher. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I think you could give her, you could throw fences in there and kind of maybe give or take a, I don't know, a, a hacksaw ridge, maybe, uh, because that got a lot, of, like literally Ooh. made into all the categories it needed to above the line. But yeah, I digress. Um, I think that, and, I think you could maybe throw in Hell or High Water and maybe throw out Manchester by the mm, Sea, but like, I don't think that was going to happen. Yeah. I, I mm. honestly do think it follows direct. That's probably the safest bet. And Malcolm, what do you think about this category? Yeah, um, I I think um, that this is a definitely a sort of lineup of ten. Um, as much as I love Moonlight, I think La La Land should have been the winner um, of th this year because I I think La La Land is the better movie. Um. I'm probably not going to say no. I don't think it's the best of all time, but it's pretty close. Mm hmm. I I would do say too. It's going to be a lot easier when we get down to five. We can easily be like yes and no right off the bat. It's going to be very easy to do that. Um. Will but it? <laughs> when you when you have well, it's going to be easy to say yes or no for when we get down to five instead of yeah. ten or <laughs> as many best pictures because as. Ryan was saying is just a lot of unnecessary ones that don't, they kind of drag the entire list down because not that they're bad. It's just that they, you know, it doesn't make it as amazing as it could be. It doesn't make this feel as elite and special, which is why I've, I've mm -hmm. always been like, just go back, just go back to five, you know, that was good. Um, or, or just go straight 10. Don't do the sliding scale nonsense. Yeah. Nonsense guys. Utter nonsense. Um, so I think it's a no from everybody. Yeah. It's a yes. What? Yeah. Is it yes, Mark? No, it's a yes. no, 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 no that's a yes. Kidding. Yes, no, it's no. No. It was a yes for me, but I think I've, oh. I was, I've been downvoted. You have been outvoted, sir. It isn't. So with that being said, though, Abe, yours category of best cinematography did make it to the best 
the best of discussion. Ha. And uh, I would all we also made the best documentary also did make it, even though uh, uh, Malcolm has seen none of these. <laughs> so <laughs> by default, I believe. Did you say yes or no, Malcolm? Or did you throw yourself out of the? Oh, I just said no because I've not seen it yet, so I can't oh, really okay, make that's it. That's true. <laughs> that's true. But technically speaking, because all three of us s have seen most of them and have, you know, said yes. Best documentary feature this year is going through, and then finally, of course, best director again makes it through. So we picked three from this year. So overall, I think this year might have been better than the year uh the 90th academy awards so good I on you that, guys i think that's i think that's accurate i think that speaks to the year 2016 was pretty good yeah 2017 fine you know 2017 got hot at the end but it, the end. but it was bad for a while it wasn't the best like this year in particular i'm excited to see what's going to happen because so far i have not been impressed with too, with too many movies as we both know from no. last year last, ooh, ooh. last boy yeah so <laughs> This could be really bad or get really great in the second half and be all happy. Uh, but next year, the 88th Academy Awards, we will be looking at the best picture winner in Spotlight and that relative year. Not going to yeah. lie, that's a great movie. And most of these are pretty great. Most of these movies, they're nominated. I know Ryan hates one. And there's one that I also hate that I think a lot of people love. But we'll get into that. I've clearly uh, blanked out of my memory. What, big short. What do I hate? Big short. <clears throat> I don't hate the big short. You don't hate it. Oh, no, oh, just I hate vice. Hate short. I hate fans of the big short. But oh, <laughs> I, hate, but I hate vice. Yes. I thought no, I, I like oh, the big short actually. Oh, okay. I thought you did. I thought you yes. didn't care for it that much. No, I gave it four to five. I quite oh. enjoyed the big short. Oh, well, huh? <laughs> I, for some reason, thought you just hated Adam McKay and, and his, directorial debut uh, i mean there's, no. there's there's definitely a movie in this that um that got a lot of nominations that um i hate there I is a movie that i hate that has a lot of nominations though i swear Which if one of got... those is mad max fury road i'm gonna be very very upset i withhold my comment till next week no <laughs> <laughs> uh, we probably don't like actually scratch that no um is yours yours isn't mad max is it ryan it's not Mad Max, no. Okay. Max. Okay, then I probably know exactly what it is. Wait, do I know exactly what it is? Yeah. Wait, do, we'll find out next week. <laughs> Genuinely curious now what that is. Um. All right, before we go, what are you guys seeing this coming week? Um. Yeah, I'm probably going to I'm probably going to try and see um Tolkien. I've been trying to see that for a while. Oh, yeah. I'm probably mm -hmm. going to try and see Rocket Men, um and. Child, um, I might even try and see Child's Play. Nice. Okay. All right. Ryan. Um. Well, because it's kind of late, I may just be going to Child's Play like right now. Um, oh, do it. I was going to go hit golf balls, but like, eh, maybe I'll go see Child's Play tonight. Um, <laughs> He's literally in the theater right now. It's like I'm just watching <laughs> in the lobby. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna. I'm gonna consciously try to watch at least one of I Am Mother or High Life this week because Ooh. I've heard terrific things about both, and I'm very mm -hmm. curious to watch them. I just hear they're both very heavy. So, um, which one was High Life again? That's familiar. 
It's the new Claire Denis film featuring Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay. Okay. That one. Yeah, it's, it's about Robert a bunch Pattinson. of death row inmates who get sent to fly into a black hole. Hooray! Oh, don't you love <laughs> stuff like that? Uh, and then graphic scenes of rape. Yeah, uh, oh, good lord. Oh, and then Abe, what about you? Uh, I'm going to watch uh, uh, Annabelle, Annabelle Far From Home. What was it? Annabelle Far No, no, it's... it's Annabelle not... Comes Home. That's what I was uh, Yeah, that's... Annabelle. Oh, uh, yeah, Annabelle Comes Home. Uh, I think that's the Spider-Man one. That Boom. is the Spider-Man everybody, one. Everybody, someone, one's coming, someone's leaving, so... I guess that's fine. Should but I yeah, stay or should I go? I'm pretty cut off. You know. mm-hmm. Well, I never watched mm-hmm. Owl Play, but like, I'm saving that to watch it with my friends. They can. Mm. Well, I will be watching uh, wait, Stranger Things. That doesn't come out until two weeks, so never mind. It comes out on the 4th of July. Which is a Thursday, right? Or is it a Friday? It's a Thursday. It's a Thursday. So whoop, whoop. And for me, I will be hopefully watching that Chernobyl goodness. That sounds, I should have said that. Uh, Toy Story 4. And then I'm probably going to try Late Night if I can. Um, I am excited to see, uh, hopefully, um, I'm going to try to, you know, far from, we, we probably will be seeing Far From Home and uh, maybe Midsommar before we get back into our recording schedule. Or midsummer? Mm. Is it summer or midsummer? How do you pronounce that? Because the it's O. Summer, but is it summer? But there's an O. Midsummer. But summer. <laughs> midsummer. Literally, I'm gonna be so terrified watching that film. One of my people, one of my friends from work, convinced me to to. I have to literally go. no idea what it is. So like. Neither do I. I saw a trailer and I look and it looked terrifying. And Hereditary scared me, so why not? Oh, it's another Ari Aster movie. Okay. Yes. So he he effectively can scare me half to death, so why not? Uh, and it looks very pretty, and it has some good reviews, so why not? And plus, I'll just wash it down with some nice far-from-home happiness. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you all, guys, for watching. And again, you can check us out on Spotify, Breaker, um, uh, uh, St- Anchor, Stitcher. Thank you. Uh, but Something not that ends in er. Basically, <laughs> I don't know how many podcasts. I didn't realize there this many podcasts until Anchor helped us out. And like, wow, okay, so cool. Thank you for that, Anchor. But Apple Podcasts, not yet. They are apparently taking their sweet time with that one. Even though I gave them a logo and everything, you'll find us out there as well as YouTube. Please give us a like, a comment, and give us a review because. If you can give us some reviews, I might have something up my sleeve for you guys. Once we start getting some in, you guys could be in for a treat. Again, thank you all for watching. I expect to hear great things from these people on the panel in the future as we see more movies and movies start to get better. Cross your fingers. You all guys have a great rest of the night, and we'll see you in the cinema. Bye.